Project Management Insights, providing project managers with professional development in the interpersonal skills areas of leadership, team building and communication. Hi, in today's episode I want to talk to you about asking for help. How often do you actually ask for help? In those times when you notice that you're really, really under the pump or you have a huge list of things on your to-do list and there may be people that can help you, are you one of those people that will seek out and find or ask if there are people in your team who will help you? And do you trust them if you do that? What I've noticed for me is that there are times when I would prefer to feel totally under pressure, work 10 hours a day in order to complete a list of things rather than ask for help because in my mind, no one was going to do it as good as I did. And that then created more stress in my life, especially when we had tight deadlines, we were coming up to a particular phase close or phase end in the project and so it was really important that the deadlines were met it 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 was really key that I did as much as possible from my project manager's perspective to have as much complete and signed off and checked or reported as I could and yet I still wouldn't ask for help so what stopped me And yes, it's about noticing that I did think that I could do it better myself. This is a problem and creates a real issue when we don't trust that other people can do things as well as we can. It's about having a sense of superiority, a sense of I'm the only one that can do it or I'm the only one that can do it right and not allowing others to make a mistake because oftentimes we don't like mistakes being made. We get very, very critical of people when they make mistakes and we then believe that it only creates more problem for us. What I've noticed though is that if I ask in the right way, ask people for their help in the right way, there will always be someone that has the skills or knowledge or that knows of someone with the skills and the knowledge that I'm looking for to be able to help me. And I think this here is the key. It's about asking the right question. So openly putting it out there, is there someone that you know that does data entry work as an example? Or is there someone that you know that can support me with creating some communication material? Is there someone out there that can help me pull together my weekly reports? Is there someone out there? And again, it's a matter of asking the right question. So how can you ask the right question to get some help so that you are not doing things all on your own? Now, the other thing here is when you ask for help, do you ask for it in a way that has people not want to help you? And this is something that I've also noticed. If I go in with an attitude that they're not going to be able to help me, then they notice this and they're less willing to want to help me. 
Whereas what I've found is when I go in and ask some simple questions, and sometimes it's about saying, I don't know. So being willing to share that you don't know, you don't have knowledge, you don't have the specific skills or understanding in relation to a particular thing, and then those other people might be more than willing to share their knowledge with you to support you in gaining more information or understanding of something and this in itself is going to help you to get a job or a task done. Prime example for me was when I would go to my IT architects and I would say to them can you explain to me how this works or can you explain to me why we're not doing something that way it then made it simpler for me to be able to put a case forward in terms of an email that I was sending to require extra resources or to gain additional funding or to gain additional support from managers managing teams of people. But by me having a different level of knowledge or an increased level of knowledge, by getting their help to gain that knowledge, it, it made my job easier in getting what it was that I actually wanted. So it made asking for putting in a request for the resources a lot simpler and easier. I was clearer in what it was that I wanted and I could articulate why I needed what I need, why I needed what I needed and what were the important aspects of it that a manager or an approver is going to understand. So what sorts of information can you gather to make your life easier to mean that you then don't, um, you're gaining support to make the whole process of what you're doing easier so then you don't have to do it on your own and sometimes it's about doing it on your own in a simpler and easier way. So how can you make your life easy? What information do you need? Who has that information and how can you glean it? Again, it's about opening your eyes and being willing to ask those questions. I've often been in a space in a large organisation of not knowing who has those skills or those abilities or that piece of information that's missing that's going to make the difference between us being able to meet a deadline or not. I'm not sure whether I've spoken to you before about what I call my bumper to bumper effect. I had a particular project that I was managing in which I'd been told something couldn't happen. And I was told that no, it just, it couldn't happen. Um, there's no way this could happen uh, to meet my particular deadline. And the deadline was crucial in relation to system changeover for, for the call centre, um, particular legislative requirements that were coming in. So it was a really, really critical thing that the deadline was met. And so the first person said to me, no, we can't do that. And I asked the question, why not? And he said, oh, because this would need to happen or this and this would need to happen. So I went away and then I said, well, okay, who needs to? And I, I, if I remember rightly, I even asked him, well, how would I make that happen? And he said, oh, well, you'd need to go and speak to Joe. So I went to Joe and I explained my situation to Joe. I said, I have this project this is the importance and the significance of it. And I explained what it was in relation to. And then I said, and I've been told that I, uh, in order to have my, deliver my project on this particular day, I need this thing to happen. And I'm being told that can't happen unless this and this happens. Could you help me do that? And again, I got the response of no, not unless 
this is done and I got sent to another person. So it was like that bumper to bumper thing where I'm bumpering off one person to another person to another person four bumpers I had before I got to the point of everyone saying the last person said yes I can do that so when he said yes I can do that I went back to the third person and I said Mike said yes he could do that so if Mike does that does it mean that you could deliver this for me and what I got told was Yes, I can. So I've now got two people saying yes. So then I went back to the second person and I said, I've just found out that this and this and this can happen. So does that mean that if that happens, you will be able to do what I ask or what I need you to do? And the response was, yes, that can happen. And so then back to my first person that I'd initially gone to speak to and I go back to them and the same deal. I explain to them, well, this, this and this is going to happen. It's all teed up. There's an arrangement. Everyone's agreed and approved to do it. So if that all happens, can you then deliver this for me? It's amazing what can happen when the first person said, no, he couldn't. If I'd have taken a no as a definite no and not asked the question, why not, then my project wouldn't have been delivered. And yet instead, my project was delivered very successfully on time and I had a very, very happy customer all because I asked the question, well, what would you need to do it? What would you need to deliver it for me? So again, I didn't think that it was only my place to deliver without talking to other people, without um, bringing other people on board, without asking those questions, without gaining more information, without gaining the support of other people. So sometimes it's really, really valuable not taking no for an answer. And I don't mean to beat the person around the head and get aggressive with them. I mean to simply ask the question, well, why not? What would you need in order to be able to help me to deliver at this particular time, on this particular day, in this particular way. And you might be surprised at the answers you get back. And again, if you get a no from one person and and then that person says, well, this is what I need, well, go to that second person and ask them if it's possible because you never know what is possible until you ask the questions. Don't believe that you are the only person that needs to take responsibility for this. You also have in the perfect world, the support of your sponsor and the support of your project control board. I've also been in the space of feeling as though or believing that something wasn't going to be delivered and I've gone to one of my project control board members and explained this is a situation, this is what's happening, I'm being told that this won't happen or this can't be delivered, can you help me? And most of the time they've been able to go and take the initiative to go to other team members, other senior members in the executive and get the support to have more staff, a different type of skill set, whatever it is that I've needed, added to my project for a very short time frame in order to deliver. So go and ask for help. It's the best thing that you can do in order to get your project delivered on time and, and on budget and to the scope that you require. Don't be afraid to ask. Till next time. Thank you for listening to this Project Management Insights podcast. Be sure to visit 
projectmanagementinsight.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter or to receive updates on upcoming training.